we're here. It's it's Thursday. Oh my god. I don't it's know Thursday the 17th. Oh yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. So yeah. we were we were planning we were planning on being together, but drunk people kept us apart. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of safety, you know, we're all about being safe. We are, we are. Uh, so welcome to Talk Comics to me. I'm I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And we're here to talk about comics. We have a literal big load of, of comic books to talk, talk to you about today. Yeah, it's not as big as last week. For me anyway, I had so many oh, yeah. but it's still It's still pretty big. I added two extra books this week. So that was, plus I bought this trade. I went nuts. Yeah. And see, I feel like this isn't my whole stack. That's why I was like, how did you get more? You know, because I, I feel like I had more, but I just can't picture. Well, see, I, I did, I did, I did get a back, an issue from a month ago, plus mm-hmm. an extra book that you like an extra DC book. Cause I got both right. these Catwoman's. And then I also get refrigerator full of heads. So I just ended up with like way more DC books than you did this week, which is kind of been the case. Yeah. So. I just, I feel like I read a couple off of the wall, like over the last couple of days, but I just can't remember what they are now. Like I remember earlier today, I started reading the um, Land of the Lost Gods. Is that what it was called? Oh yeah. Land, Land yeah. of the Living Living something. I thought it was Yeah, living. something like that. I had I had started reading that second issue, but then I Land of the Living Gods. Yes. That does sound more right than Lost Gods. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was that one. I just never finished reading it because I, I got distracted and started doing other things. But I think that was the only one that I'm thinking of because again, I just can't picture in my mind what is on the wall right now. Anyway, I've got a picture of it. If you, if you want me to message it to you, I would love that. And then we will add to the video later. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Start us off. Okay. So I have a King's Vengeance. This is issue number two. Uh, It's the scout book. The one, the first issue was very confusing because it kind of just drops you in Uh, this issue, as I've noticed with a lot of series lately, explains more of the character and like what is happening and what his goal is and stuff. Mm -hmm. So technically this king was killed by uh, a rival kingdom or whatever. Uh, He is brought back to life in a Frankenstein's monster type of way. And that is what sets him on his vengeance. So that is what this issue is, is you get to see like what is happening to him in that time after he dies to the time that he is brought back to life. And you get to see his grotesque piece by piece body. It's a, I, I do really like it. And to be quite honest, I didn't think the art style was necessarily my favorite type of art. I didn't, that is kind of what turned me off about it to begin with but I think as the story develops it does it works really well for the story so still not my favorite but I do like it now okay and that's that's really all that's uh it's not not much going on in this story other than that just vengeance (laughs) all right we know about vengeance yeah we do (laughs) Okay, so I have Hellphone. This is book number one. This is by Benji Nate. This is a book by Silver or put out by Silver Sprocket. I'll just just do this. Yeah, you can see it. Um, there it is. 
this book smells great. There's something about silver sprocket books that like, <laughs> I don't know what they do to those books, but they smell beautiful. I wish it, I wish Heather was here to smell this. I wish I did get to smell it. I did you'd... smell it. You made me and it did smell really good, but I wish that I was there too, to smell it again, because I can't remember what it smells like. It smells like just gloriousness. Uh, <laughs> but the book was a lot of fun. It didn't just smell great. It was a, it was a really like silly book just about a couple of girls who encounter a flip phone that is giving them directions to some mysterious stuff and they encounter some like cultish ghostish sort of things so I don't know it's a little mystery map wrapped up in like all of that which I really like and it's just like you know it's just really you know cutesy Ish. It kind of reminds me of um, Over the Garden Wall. I guess, yeah, I could see that. That's. I think the facial expressions and the eyes remind me a lot of that. It's very cute. I like that. Yeah, I just really like the color colors a lot too. And just like the characters are really like fun and interesting. But yeah, I would, I would suggest it. Like I'll definitely get the second one just because I want to, mm-hmm. I want to know what happens. And I know it's only $14.99. It's a fairly like thick book and doesn't take too much time to read right no that's good that's awesome I am I'm kind of shocked I didn't get it yeah it seemed weird but you know it is yeah. what it is we it we is. both have been making like strange choices I think in <laughs> yeah. books the last few weeks <laughs> all right are you ready yes I am ready okay so this is a uh, rad wraith this is issue number one this is a black caravan book and just about a boy who gets real fucked up in a cemetery skate ramp. <laughs> a half pipe. <laughs> it's it, a first half pipe that is known to kill anyone who rides it. Uh, so yeah, and he returns and he's possessed by a wraith who's gonna murder. He's out for revenge, vengeance, if you will. It's a rad wraith, if you will. <laughs> the, it's a rad wraith. Oh, I didn't even see that it did that. Yeah. I was even just looking at the back and I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, it's it's a fun book. It does it does take some liberties, I think, that it shouldn't, but I I don't know. It do do we say the line? Do we say you say the line? <laughs> okay, give it to me. Um, hold on, let me find it. Okay. <laughs> a cemetery it was, but unfortunately for them, this cemetery was built dun, 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 on an ancient Indian skate park. Not necessary. Yeah, no. It was kind of strange. Um, like I was telling Champ, like I get it. They were trying to make it like silly, goofy type thing. Like I know that was their intention, but I, that, it's not how you do it, bro. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry I had to say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a sucky line, and it is something where she's like, yeah, you know, we're past it now. Like we, yeah, just, let's just move past it. Yeah, so. it's. I mean, if other than that, like, I think it would have been a really good. I would have enjoyed it, despite 
the weirdness of it. Like I just, it, that part wasn't necessary at all. Like it yeah. could have been a curse. The half pipe could have been the curse and it would have been fine. That yeah. would have been just fine. A hundred percent agreed. And I think that, yeah, I was, it was like campy and like goofy and fun and I was having a good time until that point. I was like, well, God damn it, dude. Why? Yeah. Because again, you- it's just not necessary. Why'd you have to ruin my time? And once again, you know, this is just us being sensitive. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> which I know isn't the truth. It's just being us being real. Anyway, I, I would like to move on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can suggest this book. I have fun, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I would let people borrow it. And if I didn't get it back, that's fine. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest going out and buying it personally. Yeah. I like the art a lot though. I do want to say that. I thought the art was like really weird and interesting and like I I enjoyed the the colors. And my favorite thing about Black Caravan books is how the books are put together. And I think that's why I keep getting them because the majority of the line is obviously horror stories. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. for the most part, all of them that I've gotten, I have enjoyed to an extent, but like the quality of these covers, dude, into it. Oh, they are. All right, so our next book is also a Black Car- Caravan book. It is The Pentagram of Horror. This is number one. Yeah, this is a little horror anthology by Marco Fontani- Fontanili. Mm-hmm. Fontanili. Uh, I think he's going to do all of them. Oh, that would be cool. I, I didn't look too much into it because I just wanted to take them as they came. But yeah, it's uh, anthology. And this one is is kind of basically Hellraiser. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm just going to show without spoiling anything, like the kind of art that's in it and the colors and stuff. This page does have more color than a majority of the book, but I do think that it's a good uh, instance of the art. Yeah. No, the art was like so, so good and fit the story very well with its mm-hmm. like grotesqueness and the it's colors were really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it. it is for mature audiences so if you're not 18 don't read it yeah it is it's pretty it can be pretty brutal but I, I really liked it I thought the story was like I don't know since there wasn't that much to it I enjoyed it one of our uh friends had said it just seemed like a story that was like overdone and kind of cliche which is fair yeah and that's I was like yeah no that's I, that's, I think that's exactly what I said or it was just like I can respect that, like, because I, yeah. I can't, like, you know, comparing it to Hellraiser is basically saying saying that. And I think horror itself does, like, a lot of times just kind of cliche and niche itself anyway. So it's not, like, out of the realm of horror to, like, retell stories in, in different, like, ways. And I think this story was told in an interesting way that, like, I like the art and maybe it was cliche, but I think everything about it, like, was driven enough that I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, I like how it didn't really mess around. It just told you the story and you got what you needed from it. And then mm-hmm. it was just done. I like that. No, no dragging, no unnecessary plot lines. It was just a cute one issue little horror story. Yeah, 100% agreed. Hell yeah, brother. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I'll raise your brother. Okay. Ready? <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready. Okay. So I have Faithless uh, part three. This is issue number two. 
Um, I just want to say I really love this cover. And then uh, close your eyes if you're not 18. Thank oh. you. Um, this is the Inca naughty variant. Um, it's pretty naughty. I wish I could zoom in. Can I? <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's That's naughty. Awesome. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, so once I get them all, uh, we did discover that these are connecting variants as well. Um, I haven't set the other one up next to it yet to kind of see like how they connect. But um, in my mind, there's this painting that I had seen. Like it's a very famous painting of like a picnic. That's what it's going to remind yeah. me of. I just know it. Um, but yeah, so this story, while I do still enjoy, it is very disturbing. Um, and this issue had some stuff in it that disturbed me. And I think it takes a lot to disturb me. Yeah, uh, I think so. I, yeah, I don't care about most things. And so this made me a little uncomfortable just for the, the stuff that was going on. But basically what had happened was um, at the end of the last issue, Faith, the main character, she disappears like no one knows what happened to her she just is like gone in the first issue she reappears like a year later and she is not quite all there she can't really remember what had happened um and she's got her girlfriend poppy and then her girlfriend's dad lewis who is technically the devil um they're trying to keep her from not necessarily remembering what is going on but there's, there's parts that he is trying to keep from her for her own good. Um, but here she's starting to remember small things that had happened during that year she was gone. And okay. it's a little, it's a little disturbing. Um, I just, as I always, the, the art, Lovey's art is just absolutely incredible and I love it. Mm -hmm. The story is kind of, it's going, it's happening. If they were to end it at this series the third part that would be just fine for me if they go any more than that I just don't see what else they would be able to do and I'm not I'm not doing it <laughs> not going to become deceased for me <laughs> but yeah that's uh I have minor complaints and the, really the only ones are just like it was a little uncomfy is all okay that's all that's all I got about that all right yeah. uh, I have homesick pilots this is issue number 13 um, Damn, that's getting in there yeah it is it feels like it's like getting to it um i'm not i can't figure out if like the like, i feel like it has a few more issues if not maybe another story arc but we'll see uh basically two two ghosts are battling it out and lots of stuff's happening I can't <laughs> I can't go into it it's like it's so it's so there's so much especially because it's like very in-depth about like who these characters are and what they're going through and especially this issue like touches in, in a lot on like abandonment and like what that can do with, to somebody especially if somebody is like kind of seeding their mind and trying to get them to do something else and like using you know those those things against them mm -hmm. to like eat at them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really good book. I really, really highly suggest it. It's, it's hard to really explain besides it's just a, it's a ghost story. 
you know, it's about like what haunts us and like our friendships and relationships and all of those things. Very good. Are you still enjoying it? Yeah, no, I really, really like it. It's like, it it came in like a wave where like after the, you know, the first, I think it was like what the six first six issues is the first story arc where that six issue ends and it like, and you finally get the mech house. And I was just like, I don't fucking know. Right. I do but remember it, you kind of being on the fence for a little bit. Yeah, but it's it's more it's more than that. It is that. It's very much also just like mech haunted house houses and or like spirits fighting it out. But it's also, yeah, just like all of those like little aspects of the story that we're like glimpsing as well. Okay. Very good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's all I got. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Okay, so next we have Silver Coin. This is issue number 10. Uh, This one is written and done by Michael Walsh. He usually ends the story arcs in these books. Um, And this one kind of picks up from, what, issue five is what he did last time? Yep, yep. Uh, So kind of uses that same sort of the witch we meet then and all of the the connections of the silver coin and what it it kind of is did you um did you read the i didn't i i actually just saw i just saw that was there otherwise oh. I, I would have probably read it i just was like huh i yeah, didn't no, it's I didn't even flip the back page. Yeah, I won't I won't speak on it then, but it's really good. It's just a little short story. That's like a transcription between two people. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed that. I went above and beyond in this one. And I sat there thinking that that was like a part of the whole story. And so I at the end, I was like, wait, that had nothing to do with the story. (laughs) But it is worth reading. It is really good. And it, it left me uh, uncomfortable in a really good way because I was like, okay. I, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't see that because the end is usually just like the ads. So I didn't even right. like, flip to the fuck you. Oh, and I had only noticed it because uh, I completely skipped like this page where it has the names of the people who are on the next one. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had like seen it, but I skipped and I was like, oh shit, more. Because I was trying to get to that where I thought the names for the next one were going to be. So yeah, we both messed up that one. <laughs> yeah, Silver Coin continues to be, in my personal opinion, the best horror anthology ever. Because it's every story is so different, but in a way that they're like all tied together. Like if they were to make it like a TV series, but like each issue being an episode or yeah, each issue being an episode, like. Be perfect. Yeah, no, I'd watch that shit. Yeah. Let's just make it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. I, I got, we got the money. Uh, be also, <laughs> also, I just think like Michael Walsh, like having one artist do all of the books, like I do, I do enjoy anthologies where like they do switch up the artists, but I do think there's something about this anthology and having one artist and it, it could just be Michael Walsh's art too, just like lends itself to like the cohesiveness of the stories themselves. Right. No, I agree. There's something that like, I don't want to say because, you know, like I said, each one feel is a very, very different story and feels very different. But at the all at the same time, that's like what 
ties them all together is the coin and the art. So I don't know. I like, I like that and how the last issue arc or whatever story of the arc is just a continuance every single time. So you get more built onto that. I think yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. hundred. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah it's but just yeah. so good. It's so good. <laughs> okay. So yeah. next we have a uh, still water. This is a little one shot called the escape. And it's just a bunch of different little stories about people who were actually able to escape Stillwater, or so the, the gossip says. So the tale goes. Yeah, it's, uh, I really actually did enjoy this. Um, I like the different stories and I do really like the main character, the guy, I can never remember his name. Daniel. Daniel, the kid's yep. name, not the kid, the, the grown man. The grown man. Yeah. The, um, like I really do like him. I mean, grew into a man and then came back yes yes um I do just really like how he was kind of thrust into this world with like no knowledge of it whatsoever and then he's kind of just like well fuck I'm here I'm stuck <laughs> gotta stay here and, and all so these people suck yeah he just has to like struggle with that and like knowing that he can't necessarily leave because there's people there who like need or want his help and stuff and mm-hmm. I just I don't know I really like him I think Chip does a really good job with this story in in particular because this would be a very difficult one to write especially where like the kid is like the main villain (laughs) yeah yeah so weird yeah that was a that was a twist yeah I do like that though like I would like to be the villain yeah well and like we said before with this like world and like how these kids are it's like you know just having to be stuck in a child's body for so long and then just like yeah there's just so many elements of that like I don't know I'd probably become an asshole too oh for sure I there's something that I see in this kid that is me but I also (laughs) I mean I probably would also just let people leave because it's like I don't know if you don't want to be there like what the fuck's the point it should be their choice and it's like no one's gonna believe you if you leave and tell some random person like but, dude i was in this town for years where i didn't age and i couldn't die like no chill out and that's not what happened go, like i don't know what they're so worried about it's that meme where it's like sure grandma or whatever like yeah. whatever yes. grandma i don't know what the meme is yeah it's a meme though okay grandma <laughs> <laughs> um i have a book yep god this book is fucked up um so i i started reading Sabretooth, and i have i went back and found both the first and second issue because everybody was raving online about how good it was i was like all right and one of my friends was like yeah you can borrow it so it's like cool cool and it is very very good eggs on my face on this one (laughs) (laughs) my face well, it's true this time. It's true. I and know. It it felt really foolish when I, I read the first two issues and like really, really liked it. Just like, God damn it. So I was talking to Chris about it beforehand. So I was just like, yeah, I know. Like every reviewer I really respect opinions from has been like, yeah, it's so good. It's great. Like, I love it. It's probably my favorite X book. And it's just like, I don't know. And so I was like, I need to read it. And they weren't wrong. Right. I like, I should have read it that day that it came out. Cause I was flipping through it. But the reason why I didn't was because I was like, 
just gonna kill Nightcrawler like that. I had no context. I just saw him. And so I was like, no, not gonna do it. Mm -mm. But then yeah, every single person has been like, well, just read it. <laughs> it's not yeah. real. Uh, I don't want to, I won't ruin any of it for you. Uh, we'll wait till you were able to read it and I'll put it on my profile and we'll be able to like talk about it. But I just like it, for me, it hits on a lot of things that like I truly believe in and like what I'm going to be doing in my future. So I really enjoyed that. And I think it really does touch on like the hip the hypocrisy of just this utopia and this idea of like no prisons yet putting somebody into like uh, basically like a solitary confinement and mm -hmm. At, under the pretense of like being exiled yeah so it is it's it's just yeah it does a really good job of that and I I really I highly suggest it I think it's really really good it's a uh, Victor Lavelle or Laval I'm sorry I'm probably just like fucking that shit up um but he also did Eve that book about that young the young girl named Eve who saved the world um and I just I really liked it I think the art is I think the art is really good and I like the art fits like the tone of what like Krakoa is like across the X books and like so do, so do the colors so I don't know it's just, just a, it's a really solid book I'm really excited to see where it goes and it feels weird to like feel sympathetic towards Sabretooth but then you know it's like also what abolition is all about is like forgiving even the in your opinion shittiest people right I mean it's all about like giving people the chance to fix themselves and giving yeah them the tools to repair what has been done yeah yeah exa exactly yeah um before we go on I need you to see how my cat is sleeping right now Do you face, see him? Face down? Yeah, his nose is pressed into the blanket. Bellamy. <laughs> is your cat dead? I don't know. Let me check. Bellamy? No, he's alive. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you, you should move your... There we go. Okay. okay. I don't need to see your table. Hold on. Wait, can you see me here? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. You should Better? record like that, yeah. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> so my next book. <laughs> Let me talk about this next one. Uh, Brayden has a Sopranos calendar. I wish you could see it better. Whoa, whoa. Dang it. <laughs> it looks like you're taking a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old woman. God damn it. Hold on. Uh, this is March. Oh, hell yeah. It's my birthday month. That's me. You want to see what January was for mine? It was my favorite one. I was very pleased. Uh, yeah, the whole gang. Yep. The gang was all very there. excited about this, and I have to keep changing the month for him. It's like a current calendar? Yeah. Um, right before Christmas, we went Christmas shopping at the mall, and that, uh, toys and calendar store or whatever he was like all right we're gonna get wild we're each gonna pick our own calendar because <laughs> they were all discounted because no one buys calendars anymore and Makes so sense. yeah he was like 
we walked around for a little bit and he comes out of nowhere with just like this the most gleeful smile I've ever seen and I was like what'd you find and he said Sopranos <laughs> like that too it was so good okay okay so next wait you don't have this book right okay that's what I thought um <laughs> you you don't have this I read it <laughs> this is the ex-lives of Wolverine this is issue number five we didn't get any of our a copies besides this one that is just really messed up. I really don't know if I did this or not. Um, Marvel really fucked us on this one. It was them very specifically. Yeah, they said we don't need these books. Uh, but this is issue number five. This is coming to the conclusion of this whole X Lives and X Devs situation. Uh-huh. Um, yep. that's, this is the one. <clears throat> My God. <laughs> this is the one where lives and death merge yes like the yes. the actual series do and in the next deaths you'll see how exactly deaths got to that point which i'm very excited about because i've been waiting this whole time i'm like i know they're connected they're very clearly connected things are happening in each of them that makes sense but i like that whole yeah know? yeah <laughs> i mean i did and i didn't i think it could have like just been kind of like a issue by issue series and right then, and then fine um I have a lot of like mixed feelings on this series like I enjoy it and I don't enjoy it like I think we just talked about this last week too it's just like I don't know there's something that's very like meth line for it I on it for myself yeah I did decide though that they should have just done one or another like if they chose to do lives they didn't need to do deaths and I just don't feel like it was necessary to have both of them you know Mm -hmm. like I do get why there is both of them for the sake of the story but I just I would have just been fine reading lives like I I think that story alone was really good and same with deaths I did like them both but like both of them together like that I just it was too much and it wasn't necessary and they they very well could have concluded it after three issues each it was just dragged out for no reason I mean there is a reason obviously but it just felt again unnecessary yeah no 100% I guess it's like you get the point within like the first issue you're like yes Yes. you're this is what you're doing you're traveling through time in your brain like and you I think you kind of see what like like you kind of see this gonna like what happens in this issue like happening where you're just like okay he's got that potential to get lost yes yeah, he gets real lost. Jean can't bring him back. She's like, Wolfie, come back. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. All so, right. Next, so next we have Eternals, the heretic. This is all about Uranus. Yeah, I loved that. Someone asked me today what this was about. They were like, what, what is this? And I was like, it's about Thanos' grandpappy Uranus. <laughs> I thought it was really funny explaining it that way. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's what it's about. Like Thanos yeah. is like, bro, tell me, tell me about your life. Otherwise, this like very sneaky son of a bitch is gonna tell me about you. And mm-hmm. who would you rather do it? And so his de- granddad, grand uncle, grand uncle dad, mm-hmm. grandpappy uncle decides to to give him give him the lowdown on his life. 
I, I was wondering who colored this because I was like looking through it and I was like, these colors look familiar. It's Chris O'Halloran. O- yeah, the- I loved the art in this one. Like I know for the most part, the art is like the same throughout Eternals, but with the colors, it just looked, it was so soothing. Like yeah. where the story takes place, you can, you can just tell, you get that feeling for it. And I just, I really like that. I really like how the one shots, the art, the art's. The art is done by different people. Yeah. And like, I think that really like lends itself to like them kind of being like the side stories that they are. Like, even though they very much fold into the story of like the the story arc, I guess. Like they're very much a part of that. They still are really easy to like see why like okay this is completely different this is just like a story of like that's happening right no I really like that too like in a lot of books when they do that sort of thing like when the art changes just a little or like the colors change to give Mm -hmm. you the feeling that like this takes place in a different time in a different place I really like that like strange adventures did like yeah like in department of truth when they do those little single shots yeah yeah um, I did also want to make this joke. You want to know what that issue, who that issue was about for real though? Me. <laughs> I'm the heretic. <laughs> How long have you been thinking about this? For like two days now. <laughs> I've been waiting on that one. I'm an eternal. Uh, I'm done with jokes now let's get back to stories it's just like weird though because it's like he's the heretic but he's also the undying and when you scan this issue in it says the undying and I was like oh oh does it really yeah it's annoying I didn't realize that well you know I will never die so this all adds up (laughs) okay so next we have a Batman this is Detective Comics this is issue 1057 the tower is is coming down. It's fallen. Batman's there to try and pick it back up. And Just, the, that's really it. That's it. And then the uh, what's it? The House of Gotham mm-hmm. is on chap- chapter eleven. It's going to be concluded. Just uh, Batman getting stuck in the sewers. He's got to take off all his clothes, hold them above his head, so he can get the to shit water's coming. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get the thunder gun. look i love that we're on the same page um but we also get uh red hood and nightwing in that story too oh and robin i forgot about that yeah they're all on their way to thunder gun no you man get gets all the boys <laughs> no man gets left behind but Not several single one but several men get left behind <laughs> that issue or that little uh, part of the house of gotham is literally just the episode of always sunny where they yeah yeah um I did not it did not register to me until you said that and that's why I had to flip through because I was like no fucking way <laughs> really good your sunny references are on point and out of control <laughs> thank you oh, yeah. okay. and I just came up with that one on the fly I know that was really good I could tell that there wasn't uh too much like this one took me days and you could tell you had to ask that one just right out of pocket you got it okay <laughs> we're really uh, we're really funny uh, it's just like now i'm like senpai notice me i've made so many sunny references 
just tag them every single video. That's all we got to do. They'll get to it we, someday. We both have podcasts. We can work together. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be active on all social media again because I follow Rob what on TikTok, on TikTok. On TikTok I watch oh. his TikToks all the time. So he knows you. Of course he does. I'm one, his only fan. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So next we have slumber. This is issue number one. Uh, this is about a dream detective. This is done. The writing is done by Tyler Burton Smith, who did Child's Play, the most recent Child's Play movie. Um, and then the art is by Vanessa Cardinali. Cardinali? Cardinali. Cardinali yep. And then Simon Robbins does the colors. Um, I just mentioned everybody because it's all good. Uh, I, I like the art and the colors a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever seen that movie, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors? <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's all I could think about. I was like, that's all I could think about was I was just like watching some sort of like, or reading some sort of Nightmare on Elm Street, like sequel or sides like i don't know are they sequels after like the numerous numerous ones of them i don't know but yeah no i thought the same thing this is basically uh if heather lagenkamp in the movie stopped taking the pills to keep her from dreaming it like i don't know i liked it but i also just like an aspect of it i didn't like i don't know somebody asked me earlier and i was just like i it felt like also one of those women characters that wasn't written very well she was a a woman written by a man who thinks they know women or just like once again tough women right yeah um and i mean i i liked it just fine but it it didn't like i'm not gonna rant and rave over it because Mm -hmm. i just didn't care for it that much it it was just like i didn't dislike it but i also didn't really really like it it was just it was fine yeah no, that's a, exactly how I felt. It was very mid-ground. And yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking about Nightmare on Elm Street. So it was just yeah. like, I, I think if that maybe could have got, if I had never seen Nightmare on Elm Street in my life or any other Nightmare on Elm Street movies, because I did just do that this last like year, was like, all right, I'm watching all like as many of these movies as I can. Yeah, we're getting it done. Because <laughs> I've weirdly always been afraid of Freddy Krueger even though I know that I've I don't know if I had ever seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies maybe the first one probably the first one but regardless like eh. right it's no just, I because I I can't couldn't stop thinking about it when I was reading that too I was like but it took me a minute before I placed like what I was reading because I, I read it and I was like why does it what does this remind me of mm-hmm. and then when I got near the end I was like oh my god it's that movie and then I just couldn't like take it seriously after that like I know it's not supposed to be a super serious movie or book it's just like and I know person who hunts nightmares yeah I'm saying I know it's gonna deviate from that idea a little bit but it's just Mm -hmm. like yeah I think it is mainly the nightmare aspect having like a big a big bad within that nightmare world and having it be somebody who she's like very intertwined with you know right so 
basically it is a mix between Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's actually really good. That's a really yeah. good description. Yeah. Just so if you like any either of those movies and you think that you would like a combination of them, then I would recommend it. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. This uh, is the night. The Batman the night. The Batman night. The Batman the the night. There's only one the Batman the night. The the night. Be, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's this is the... number three. <laughs> this is issue... <laughs> damn it. Issue number three. This is Batman when he's young, becoming the Batman by getting into the minds of criminals. He's in Paris working with a cat thief. This is year 0.5. Yeah. Like, or year 0.25. So it's just him starting out, just baby, baby steps. Yeah. Uh, he's with his hot thief friend and they fucked up. Yep. They unknowingly stole from someone they shouldn't have been stealing from. And that's where this issue comes. And you kind of just, you see Bruce being more Bruce. I get some Alfred love, which I love. Yeah, I thought that that phone call was very cute. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. And I do, I do really like this story. Um, but at the same time, like not all of me cares about it. Like I do like this different approach that Chip is taking with it and like how he became Batman exactly. Like I do, I do like that aspect of it a lot, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess we still have seven more issues. So yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it I think that like this is an interesting idea to hear is just like him learning from like kind of criminal type people and right. also just like this idea of the serial killer. I just yeah, I don't know. I feel the same. I don't know if I really like, necessarily care. Yeah. I I en- I'm enjoying it. Like I have fun. But it's just like hmm. Yeah, and I that's genuinely how I feel about it too like I I just don't care but each issue has been a lot of fun like I I have been enjoying myself so I guess that's what matters yeah yeah and I I I think too like I like the art a lot but I think it's art was just like a little bit better or the colors were a little bit better yeah I might like it more but there was like scenes in here I really like liked when uh Henry was like talking to them and having that interrogation Mm-hmm. I really like the the art there, but like sometimes the shadows are just like very strange. Yeah, I um, I never want to see baby Bruce in underwear ever again. It, it was gross to me. I did not like it, but yeah, otherwise it, I agree. It would, it's like seeing uh Robert Pattinson's shoulders. <sighs> I cannot. I finally got that out of my head. (laughs) All right. It's like like Christian Bale and the machinist. Oh my god. Yeah, when he tries to buckle his belt, I was like, give me the fuck out of this life. I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) It's too much. And also not enough. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so this is Rain. This is issue number three, four? Yep. Three. Number three. Uh, And... 
honeysuckle. Yep, honeysuckle and uh, Templeton. And I can't remember what the guy's name is, the new one that she just met. Yeah, I can't either, which is very disappointing to me. Um, but they are walking to Denver. Yes. Yeah, Denver to go find Honeysuckle's girlfriend's dad so she can kind of tell him what had his, happened and stuff. His name is Mark. Mark. Okay. I kept thinking Hank for some reason. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. He's wearing a cowboy hat. It's not even a cowboy hat. It's, uh, I forget what those are called. Anyway. Outback. Yeah, that's, I was going to say like a, yeah, that's good. Um, but as with any story that takes place at around the end of the world, there are bad people and they are going to do bad things because they can get away with it. Yeah. Continues True. to be incredible. I absolutely love the art for it. And it really does um, a good job of like making you feel the same feelings that Honeysuckle especially is feeling. And I think it is because of the narration. And I don't know, her whole narration about grief is just, was really, really good. good. Yeah. Really relatable. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I really, yeah, there is something about this book that's like so good and the art and the colors are just like, so solid together it's just yeah it's very satisfying because I think that if this art would have been with any other type of story I don't think I would like it as much mm -hmm. but I just feel like the depth that this art creates for this kind of story it just it's really good it really just packs a punch yeah and I don't know it's like it's a weird interesting story that you just like feel like would be kind of I don't want to say shitty. I want to say just like dumb. Just like, oh, it's raining nails from the sky. Right. Stupid. Yeah. So but stupid. I think just like the aspects of, but yeah, like that are within the story make it just like the drive it a lot. Yeah. No, I agree. Just a very good story. I would recommend it to everyone. I do. Yeah. I would say, I, yeah, I would say I usually do recommend it to like basically anyone I can. Uh, but I haven't put it in hands already. All right. All right. So we got the Batman Superman World's Finest. Uh, this is a book by Mark Wade, uh, Dan Mora, Tamara Von Villain, and Adita Bidikard of the letters. Um, a solid team, if you ask me. Yeah, honestly, one of my favorite teams to work together. I that one of my favorite parts of this book were like a lot of the like different like or like letters in it and like sounds and shit. Mm -hmm. I really, really like that. Um, I don't know. You said it was really chaotic, or you like felt it was there's a lot going on. But I also, I don't know. I felt like that was kind of like the tone they were going for yeah no and I I agree I do feel like it was supposed, supposed to be like that because it starts off like that like you're just dropped into this situation where it's like quick we got to find fucking Superman dude there's shit going on outside every yeah it just it was very chaotic and I did like that about it but it like stressed me out while I was mm -hmm. reading it I was like I feel like I might be <clears throat> maybe missing something I wasn't but that's just I kept feeling like I was going to miss something while I was reading it. Cause just cause there was so much going on. 
And I don't know, maybe like, also, I feel like I'm biased because I like this team so much, like short of Mark Wade, like everybody else I really, really enjoy. So I'm just like, yes, give it to me. Well, and that could have been part of why I thought it was so chaotic because even with the art, there's like so much going on and you know how much I love Dan Morris. So I kept like looking at everything, like (laughs) just trying to take it all in because it's, oh my God, it's so good. It looks so good. But yeah, I did. I did really enjoy it. I do think it's a very solid first issue and it got me like fucking dragged me right in like kicking and screaming. I didn't even care. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's read this. I mean, I just, I really, I know I felt really campy and like had that aspect of like fun while also being like serious. And I really mm-hmm. love the Doom Patrol like aspect of it as well. Like them showing up and I don't know. It's I think if I just read it as a fun book where I don't care, like, you know, Julian was talking about how, like, he was like, I don't know where these characters are, like, where when this takes place or, like, why these characters are where they are together. And it's just like, I don't know, just shut your brain off and, like, read a comic book that doesn't, like, most DC books, like, DC doesn't really have, like, a, I don't know, I feel like any sort of continuum or something, like, you know. Right. It doesn't need a time for you to enjoy the story. Yeah, because I feel like it's like any of those like golden age books where it's like, here's some dumb, dumbass story we're going to tell with some dialogue covers. Are you ready? Um, so I got to say this because if I don't, it's just going to bother me forever. I thought that old man Superman was peak, was hot. Gray hair, loved it. That Michael Jordan Superman. Superman. Dan Morris Superman in action after being poisoned with a cocktail of kryptonite. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so good. But I also am also biased with Dan Mora, and I will think that any man that he draws just looks incredible. Yeah, same. same. But anyway, yeah, very, very good first issue. I did enjoy it. Yeah, same. I had a fun time. I think that's all like all it's about like the same like I've been telling people you know it just reminded me of that Matt Fraction Jimmy Olsen run just because it was in my opinion just kind of like hey just have fun yeah read read this book don't think about it too much right now you're here to read comics not analyze yeah who does that (laughs) all right so next this is what's the furthest place from here this is issue number five uh, I think there's one more issue until the story arc is done, or is there okay. two? Uh, I feel like it was six based off of the the map that I had seen. Okay, wait, it's on the back. That's page. in the back up here, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's six. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it is gonna have another story arc. I did look into that because the tr- first trade says first story arc. So, mm-hmm. um, I. Still end of the apocalypse, still at the circus, trying to, you know, make deals. That's, that's it. Yeah. Um, fighting, trying fighting. to survive, yeah. trying to hide secrets, <laughs> failing. Yeah, it's it. I, like I said to you, it's, it's good. I really like it. I do just wish I had more information. It's like, I know what's going on, but I would like some, like a little bit of background, just like a small amount. 
Yeah, because I want to know, like, based off of what I got so far from the story, obviously the adults were killed and the kids were all left to fend for themselves. So they never knew what it was, what happens when you get old. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. And then also one of them got Sid pregnant without realizing that that's what they were doing. Just based off of that conversation that was had in here. Yeah. With Proof Rock and Sid. Um, so it, it genuinely just seems like they have no idea what they're doing. They just know that like, there's gangs there's like groups of kids all fighting each other for land so that they can survive and food and all that kind of stuff which I mean if you grow up without like parents and you're fending for yourselves from however old you are until whenever like that makes sense but I would also like a little bit of background because I want to know what the fuck happened like where where did everyone go why are they in this situation yeah uh and I yeah I just like it is very curious because you know they've been at this for at least like one generation yeah like they don't know what vhs's are like it's it's a weird i don't know it's weird i really i really like it yeah i just want this one a little little more a little more yeah and maybe that's like what the next story arc will be is like this is what happened before mm-hmm. which, which I think that would be really cool like you you connect with this group of kids that are in this story arc and then the next one would like explain or start to explain maybe I don't know but I I do really enjoy it too I do it, I just I want I want more give me more hi Chris Heather says hi <laughs> um also here's an introduction to the new puppy on the team. I just thought that was very cute. Olive. Yeah. yeah. Eight-week-old Burmese mountain dog. <laughs> just wanted to show everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would suggest this book to people. I because I really like Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss books. I think they like make a really good team. And I know the book will end very well. And just I think it's like my anxiety for wanting like something else I think I'm just being like overzealous about it mm-hmm. you're being too greedy <laughs> I am I'm being way too greedy oh, like, that makes sense I get it though so like, give me give me more god damn it I didn't get the record so at least give me more of a fucking give me more of the story just give more me fact. an extra give me an extra like two issues or something I'm gonna go to for this because it says you can shop for the vinyls on there I think it's lying to me. Well, that's what I'm going to go see. I'm going to go, I'm going to check it out, see if anything is available. And if it is, I'm just going to order as much as I fucking can. Obviously it's not going to be the first printings because those aren't available anywhere. And the, and the second printings aren't yet either. Right. That we know of. Well, I mean, according to Diamond, it, it doesn't come out until June. I mean, we could have already gotten them and they were taken. Somebody stole the records from us. Would not be surprised. Uh, all right. All right. That's all we have for complaining about that now. I just uh, want my music, dude. <laughs> you promised me music with this comic book, and then you didn't give me the music. You're not giving us background. You're not giving us dogs. You're, you're not giving us music. I'm an old woman. I need this stuff to live. Uh, good. But that's all I got. That's all I got. 
Um, all I no, got. More, no more comic book talks. We we read so many comics. So I feel good. like these last few weeks, I've like, I'm kind of, I'm reaching my limit. I've been reading so much every single week and it's to the point where I like can't remember what I'm reading if I'm not reading comics. The problem. I haven't read an actual book in like two months now because I just can't do it. Which is fair. That's yeah, fair. I don't, I don't need to push myself like I keep doing, but I just, I don't have energy to do anything else with my eyes yeah yeah no I get it I I've been reading nonstop for so long now like with comics on top of regular school stuff and yeah I feel like my pile keeps growing and then I slim it down and then I'm like but mm-hmm. what if we got more and then you know like all of the comics I'm reading I enjoy so it's not like I'm doing something that I don't like it, right. it it just can be it can be like oddly time consuming sometimes right I mean we're getting like what 14 to 20 comics every single week which we have like two days to read them which I, I is a fair amount of time but it's just I mean lot. yeah say so it, it it's a fair amount of time but it's also just like okay you get it this is a time you still have to like do it yeah yeah but I guess we don't have to we make no, our but own, I, and we make our own choices here that's the real kicker. I do enjoy it. I enjoy doing that. So I'm really just complaining for no reason right now. <laughs> letting you know we're reading a lot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you ever want to ask us what comics we're, we're enjoying, go ahead. We will remember what books we're reading anyway. Yeah. Anytime anyone asks me for recommendations or like what I've been reading lately, I'm like, hold on, let me pull up my inventory so I can look because for some reason I can't think of a single title ever except for Once in Future. Like that's always the one where I'm like, well, I'm I'm reading Once in Future as if no one knows that. Yeah. I, I feel like I have like a selection of books that I like just choose from. And then I'm like, I've just been talking about these same books for like a period of time. Now I got to switch it up because I I mean, it's like books I really like, like Department of Truth or Silver Coin or like, right, Win, right. like, you know, just a lot of those books, but it's just like still like, bro, come on. I think I'm going to do that. That's going to be my weekly goal is like the beginning of the week. I'm going to have a list of five comics that I am enjoying that aren't the ones that I normally mention. And that's what I'm going to start telling people. Well, that's why like, I like Wednesdays and like choosing like a book, you know, that's like, okay, this is the book that like, I mean, in you know, it's normally a book I do really like, so I don't mind talking to people about it. Right. It's like, this is the book, like, I'm going to talk about and I like, and I think people should get, and, you know. Let's do it. It usually works. I sold out, I sold out your pick, so, you know. I know, I didn't even have a, I had no chance to. I know. There was one copy left. (laughs) And then I sold that. I mean, I sold the other one today, like the, the variant. Well, you know, which is fine, you know, but, and Wendy did, um, order more. That's good. Yeah. So I can sell those. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. all right. That's all we have. We're to stop talking about our jobs and like selling comic books, but that with that being said, you should definitely support your local comic book shop and, you know, you don't have to ever take a suggestion from your like staff at your co- local shop. They just kind of like, you know, tell you what they love. And mm-hmm. if they don't, 
they fucking suck and you should be going to another comic book shop. Um, but yes, support your local comic book shops, support your friends, uh, support your local libraries, take care of one another. Heather. Uh, make good choices. Be safe. Uh, especially on days like today when there's a lot of, you know, stupid people who drink and drive and all that kind of stuff. Just do things that would make your future self proud. I like that. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So thank you for joining us. As always, uh, we appreciate you listening if you took the time. And I know I've told a lot of people recently to start listening to us. So if you did, I'm sorry. You're with you us now. You with us now. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't want to, that's also fine. I appreciate and respect anything that you do. Uh, we will see you on the flippity flip.